Inside Fashion Marketing, the podcast that gives you the tools you need to build your brand, grow your business, and connect to customers on Zalando. Snackable inspiration for fashion, beauty, and lifestyle brands. By Zalando Marketing Services, Zalando's 360-degree marketing unit. Hello, hello. Welcome, dear listeners. Glad to have you on the show. I'm Andreas Antrop. I'm the SOP of Partner Services at Zalando and Managing Director of Zalando Marketing Services, helping connect fashion, lifestyle and beauty brands and retailers to consumers all over Europe. June is Pride Month and at Zalando we see this month as an opportunity to celebrate our LGBTQI plus customers, partners and colleagues. That's why we've invited Gap to speak to us about the incredible 2021 Pride campaign on the podcast today. For Pride 2021, GAP released a series of short video stories showcasing LGBTQI plus activists who have fought for and also changed our present. The brand worked with the activists to create collections inspired by their unique styles and personalities. Talking to me today are Christine Pizzolanti, VP Marketing Store Experience and Licensing, and Jonathan Grail, Director Digital Marketing and CRM at GAP. Great to have you both on the show. Thank you for joining. And by the way, Christine, welcome back. You spoke to us last year about Athlesis brand launch. I very much enjoyed that episode. And uh, now you're back to us again, talking about Gap. And before we now dive in, I may perhaps ask you a bit of a personal question. What does Pride Month mean for you? Have you perhaps been to a Pride Parade? Yeah, so Pride Month to me is really about enabling the LGBTQI plus community the opportunity to celebrate and spotlight themselves, right? There's been many years of hardships, and there's an opportunity to celebrate any progress that's been made. I was fortunate enough to live in the heart of the village in New York City for many years, so I have attended many Pride parades in NYC, and I lived a few short blocks away from the Stonewall Tavern on Christopher Street. And for me, Pride's a real visible reminder of how far the world's come and, and obviously how much further there is to go. You know, I'm fortunate I've got a son and a daughter and they're growing up in a world where they see equality and they see choice every day. You know, one really striking reminder for me or example for me is my daughter's teacher is actually non-binary. So she's growing up in a world where this is completely normal. This is how it should be. We're mindful in our use of pronouns. And this is the normal world in 2022. And I reflect that this isn't the world that I grew up in. And I think it's a massive change. And I think Pride's an opportunity to think about that and reflect on that. I've certainly never been to a Berlin Pride before, Andre. So I'm really looking forward to the Christmas Street Day Parade this year. Thank you. Thanks for sharing, both of you. Now, if I think back to, to 2021, you launched a really touching campaign. And I think the name of it was Untold Stories of Pride, can that be? And that campaign, I think, really reflected well the approach that you're having at GAP, and I think also why at Zalando we're really keen to work with you on Pride campaign and these stories. Can you tell us a bit about how that idea came together for that campaign last year? We've got a huge established track record of standing for something as a brand, and we scored 100 in the Human Rights Campaign Foundation's Corporate Equality Index for 15 years straight. The brand donates annually and supports organisations that help raise awareness on critical issues happening within the LGBTQI plus community. And the feedback from the ZMS team as we were educating them on what the brand stands for was, was that Gap just did not have the same perception in Europe as it did in the United States, where, you know, in the States we're visible. And the ZMS team was saying we just don't have the same perception in Europe as we do in America. In your work with ZMS, how did you get to the conclusion on the perception in Europe? And in particular, how did you translate that into objectives and an approach for the campaign, say, in Germany? 
So we started to look at customer behavior, customer demographics, customer sentiment, and we did realize that there was a difference. There was a discrepancy between how we're perceived in the States and how we're perceived in Europe. And it was actually the ZMS team that came to us in the first place and said, look, we think Pride is the perfect opportunity to catch up to educate the European customer base on on not just what GAP stands for now, but on the fact that GAP has always stood for this since it first came into existence. And of course, Pride last year was set in the context of COVID. You know, it was maybe slightly less of a celebration than it would normally be. So as we were talking with the ZMS team, we came to the conclusion it would be essential to deliver something meaningful, something thought-provoking, and kind of most importantly, do more than sell clothes which is something that Gap has always stood for as a brand. So we worked with the ZMS team to develop a campaign concept where older members of the LGBTQI plus community had the opportunity to share their untold tales of pride with everyone. So we wanted to help share the message that pride, yes, it is a celebration, but it had to be earned with many years of emotional investment, many years of action. And we just wanted to take the opportunity to think, the opportunity to reflect and really tell some of these stories. I mean, you, you mentioned building awareness for the brand purpose and sharpening the perception of the brand where we, you know, jointly identified this gap, you know, no pun intended. <laughs> Could you share, you know, how this translates into, if you like, a sharp objective for the campaign? Totally. So our, our key objective was to raise awareness of Gap's commitments to inclusivity through an inclusive campaign that gives iconic individuals in the community a platform to amplify their voices. One thing that we talked about a lot was the idea of a call to activism, the call to do something beyond a call to shop. So we wanted people to watch the videos, we wanted people to listen to the stories, and we really wanted to people to just stop and think, um, and in some small way, you know, drive some small change in all of our audience. And as we were thinking about the audience, we, we were aware that we wanted to hit all demographics. So we know that our Gap customer base on Zolando Index is a little older in Europe than we do kind of globally. So with this campaign, we were consciously wanting to reach everyone, a slightly younger audience as well as the slightly older audience we already get. So it was important to us how we amplified this campaign. Um, and of course, because when we're trying to hit such a broad audience, it was essential to us that this campaign needed to be memorable, this campaign needed to be meaningful, and this campaign needed to be impactful. So to ensure that this campaign was doing all of those things, but also being very authentic, we presented the campaign concept as both Zalando's Diversity Guild and Gap Inc.'s Diversity and Inclusivity Guilds in order to make sure that we had their guidance, make sure their support. And in reality, we wanted to bring Europe up to speed on the fact that Gap has continuously supported the LGBTQI plus community while also working continuously with the United Nations in the fight for equality and catch Europe up to where we are as a brand globally. And John, what would you say, I'm also wondering about the choice of the activists that you selected as, you know, face for the campaign. You mentioned the demographic. Could you give us a bit more color around that? Totally. So as we were identifying individuals that we wanted to work with as part of this campaign. For us, it was essential that we ran everything through our brand filters and, and through our brand voice. Um, and it was a really challenging campaign to find the right individuals for many reasons. Um, for this to work, we needed to find some really strong, important and honest stories who were told by people who really fit our mantra of individuality. Um, it was essential that we found the voices of people who had an established history of being active, of being vocal and being present in their local communities. And for this campaign to work, we needed individuals who had an experience of many prides that they could share with our audiences. 
So we reviewed uh, you know, many, many, many wonderful stories. And as we were looking for the three that we really wanted to amplify, we were looking for stories where the individuals were standing for something and that they were really passionate about it. And of course, we really wanted a, a diverse cast of individuals, you know, drawing from the full spectrum of members of the LGBTQI plus community. And last but by no means least, we wanted people who had an optimistic point of view. So it was a long process. But, you know, we worked really hard with ZMS to find three amazing individuals who had three really powerful stories to tell. I, I wonder, perhaps you'd like to tell a bit about their stories. It could be interesting. Absolutely. So the first story we honed in on was a Mahida Lyons story, who she actually took pride beyond the borders of Germany and into countries where it really was needed. And her story is really inspiring. She's, she's a massive character and she talks about the realities of challenging the status quo and making a huge difference and bringing hope and courage to a community that really, really needs it. The second story was from a gentleman named Juan Carlos Cuadrado. He tells a really moving tale about the determination of members of the community who are impacted by AIDS and how visible they were during Pride. And Juan goes on to explain that courage is a force and it's an energy, and it's a force and an energy that the LGBTQI plus community have. The third story was by Dr. Michaela Dudley, and she shares her experiences of Stonewall itself, or as she goes on to describe it, a strange uprising on Christopher Street. And she talks about how she was curious about what was happening, how she discussed the happening with her family, and she shares an anecdote about how her younger self hoped that one day she wouldn't need to protest, but she could just enjoy being queer and being herself. So you can see that all the stories are really, really different, but they're all really important. They're all moving and they're all authentic. And for me, inspirational. And I think these were the perfect stories to show what Gap is all about as a brand. Yeah, it's a very good material to work with. If I may look at it from a craftsmanship point of view. Christine, how do you leverage these stories in the campaign strategy? Could you shed some light on that? Yes. Well, it did keep us up a few nights and weekends, Andreas. A, a lot of work went into this, a lot of planning and a lot of discussions with ZMS. So we had about nine months of planning and discussion and about six months to execution. And what was so exciting for us at Gap, as well as the partnership that we have with Zalando, was it was the first time we had a partnership with Zalando where there was real creative freedom. So we were able to develop a bespoke campaign for the Gap brand, and we couldn't think of a better time than during Pride. And, um, you know, so we worked with your team, Andres, to ideate and come up with some really amazing concepts and ideas to find those right individuals and messages as well. As John mentioned, amplification was really important. So we wanted to achieve those objectives, the brand awareness, perception. But most importantly, it's really about executing an authentic Pride campaign. Um, we worked with ZMS to plan media. We landed some placements for out of home across Berlin during the parade and on the Pride planned protest march. Um, we had the importance of showing up authentically for booking placements with publishing sites that are a part of the community. We had media off-site for YouTube and social, on-site in Zalando. And again, there was a need for a call to action, but it was really about amplification of the people in the campaign. I recall you also had a well-thought-through landing page strategy, so where to engage with the consumer then and tell more about the story. Could you also tell us a bit about that? So we had 
three 60-second videos, um, you know, obviously one for each tail. Uh, and we really wanted to embed this content into a user journey on the Zolando platform itself. It was important to subtly showcase kind of product and onward journeys and onward clicks through the site. But we wanted to do this in a way that really complemented and drew the focus onto the main messages, onto the stories ourselves. And we thought the landing page that we developed was the perfect vehicle to do this. The page had some great results, some great engagement, really good dwell times and lots of onward clicks, but most importantly, lots of views of the video and lots of people completing the videos, which shows that it worked really well and, and did what it needed to do. You're talking now about completion and clicks. In uh, slightly more abstract terms, how would you rate the success of the campaign overall? And what KPIs did you look at? Absolutely. So overall, we were really pleased with the campaign. So. We managed to deliver a huge reach across Germany, particularly around the time of the Christmas Street Day Parade. So we delivered over 44 million impressions, which obviously was a huge reach. We talked about the need to reach all audiences, and we saw that we definitely reached that younger audience that we'd identified as a bit of a miss, uh, where we saw a, a massive increase in brand followers from the younger 25 to 35-year-old demographic. As Christine mentioned, we were hugely conscious about authenticity. And one of the publishers that we'd amplified the campaign with was Manshaft. And, and they actually got in touch with Zalando to say that they were positively surprised that several users had written to them. They were really happy about the Gap campaign, especially that it was purpose-driven. And it wasn't just a big brand showing itself up with rainbows during the Pride Month. And commercially, actually, the campaign was a success for us, despite this not being a main priority. It was a commercial, you know, we did get some commercial outcomes. Um, but most importantly for us, it, it teed up a really strong second half of the year last year where we could continue to engage all of the audiences that we'd reached via the Pride campaign. And the fact that we had so many, so diverse objectives and we achieved them all meant the campaign was a huge success for us. Great stuff. Being a bit uh, fishing here, do you have any sneak peeks you could share with us as to what is planned with Rando for Pride this year? We're very excited. We are going to continue to build on last year's success about bringing uh -huh. awareness and our objectives of to show what GAP stands for and amplify the voices through the powerful Zolando platform to really support the community. So we are in the process of working with uh, you and your teams on a new Pride campaign that is a bit different from last year, but still, you know, very much in line with GAP's core belief. And this year it's about the freedom to be yourself is the most profound form of joy. So as ever, we'll be able to give a platform for members of the LGBTQI plus community by shaping culture and really amplifying individuality. And then, you know, aligning that to the Christopher Street Day Parade in Berlin in July, which I know John will hopefully be attending, which is super exciting. That is exciting indeed. Unfortunately, we are nearing the end of our time here today. So let me ask... What would be your top takeaways for brands looking to launch, you know, meaningful, values-driven campaigns, particularly yeah. around events like Pride? I know we've said this a lot, authenticity, right, of the partnership as well as the execution. It really goes back to the brand roots and identifying and looking back at the heritage. Uh, this is just a meaningful extension of what our brand stands for and what it believes in. So we need to understand that and bring it back and bring it to life in a creative way. And that really also just should tie back to the brand narrative. We have a red thread through what's happening across the globe for Pride for Gap, not just specific to, to Germany or the Zalando market. And we want to have clear and meaningful objectives. So we have to be very specific about our primary and secondary messaging so that we can continue to tell a clear story 
and really articulate what we're trying to get across. And then collaborating with the right talent. John went through our previous collaborations and who we work with for last year's Pride campaign. Finding talent is another key component. And then continuing to partner and engage with the ZMS team to really execute and amplify um, so that it's mutually a success for both. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time, John and Christine, for your great insights. And dear listeners, if you're looking for more, we've dropped some useful links in the show notes of the episode. Make sure to check them out. Thank you also very much for tuning in. If you liked the episode, do hit subscribe. We'll have more wisdom to come from our top marketers across the partner base in just about two weeks' time. Thank you and bye-bye.